You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Do you know what I think? I think people neglected their time alone in front of the mirror in the bathroom. I don't think I've ever had time alone like the way you did a lot. And I think it's improved his personality to this very day. You you watch yourself, your facial features, you make our toilet voices you've never made before. <laughs> our toilet was smack dab right in front of the mirror. <laughs> when? At the house by the lake. Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was. You could yeah, look it at was like you so were, like you're you on the toilet the and you're looking at yourself. Yeah. You could, yeah. So that's you where were, all if of you were this even more bored. occurred. No. I'd usually stand up. <laughs> You just I, I went can, straight. You, you went zero to ninety. You, you went straight from like sitting on the toilet, pants around ankles, yes. to standing up. Not how it played I out. Can see bud. You sitting on the toilet though, as a little kid, being like, "Oh man, no, I did." I have a very distinct memory, a very like locked in, burned in memory that I, I don't know what I had watched, but all the singers went like this with their hands like real proper yeah mm. and i was sitting on the toilet and i was doing that and i was like you have to obey your mother and your father and i could hear the boys outside the door laughing and i got so mad <laughs> got so mad. we it was a good thing they had well water because Dude. i would just sit in there and get my hair wet and comb it until it was dry and then get it wet yeah. It was just a collection of idiots doing idiot things. <laughs> yeah. The layout of Family that house in its was, truest form. was weird. Our ceiling fell in once. Yep. In the middle of a party. My grandpa's like 75th or something. My parents just wanted to die a thousand deaths. Yeah. And they sheetrocked the living room. And then I was with the boys and the boys are much older than me. And we were leaving. And they were like, all right, let's go. And I, I got off the couch and I went over the back. I stood on the back of the couch and jumped off. And I hit my head on the ceiling. And the speed with which I landed flat on my butt on the floor. Oh, my gosh. And I was I was like, like. <laughs> yeah, like shook your head bird. a little bit. <laughs> like the birds stars. flying around, stars. And I was like, Bleh. And like stood back up and was like, I'm coming. <laughs> Didn't tell anybody. You and you're not telling anybody. I know. She gets hurt all the time, just doesn't tell anybody. Sometimes I tell people. When it's too late. Yeah, like six years later. Tonight, I said I just pinched my lip between my sope <laughs> and my tooth. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a bump. And you were like, you stayed really calm during that. Always. Well. Mom goes into intercession every time she like bites herself. <laughs> she bites, she'll like pinch her lip or something. And, and it's like. Everybody's got to know. Everybody's got to have a moment of silence and a moment of prayer right now because this is the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> Sometimes to me I come life. fully unglued. Like the other night, not that long ago, like what, a week or two, Carlos? I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and like I'm the type of person that like I go to the bathroom with my eyes closed. Yeah. So I don't want to open, open them up and wake up totally. Yeah. You yep. have to be able to fall back asleep. Do you do that? No. <laughs> oh, guys probably can't do that, huh? What? Oh, they can probably do it. Yeah, but <laughs> I I drink so much water that I'm used to holding but, it. No, I'm used to like autopilot. Oh, so see, can you go? Can you get up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom with your eyes closed? I do it all. Well, I don't keep my eyes closed. But oh, I, I do. Go. I keep my eyes closed so I can go back to sleep. 
And God's, so God's been waking me up at like four thirty-five every morning lately. So like four thirty to, to five. five. Yeah. Not like not like four thirty-six. But I kicked by accident. I kicked the corner of the glass scale. Oh, that's horrible. With my second toe. Uh. Came unglued. Carlos flew out of the bed. Like, did you scream? I made him, I made him take... I was, I was like, I broke it. I broke my toe. Because my whole toe and foot was purple after. Oh, oh my no. goodness. I know. Hold on. How hard were you walking? <laughs> you like power walking into the bathroom? I was walking so hard. <laughs> I don't want to wake up. I'm just going to stomp I'm going to stomp back to bed. I was already done. And oh. I was going back to bed. Oh, no. And I kicked it. He got the scale out of the bathroom that minute. He well, took it nice out. I already know where it is now. But I told mom about it. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, I hurt my toe. Did she immediately be like, I broke no. all my toes <laughs> six and times. And I still played the organ. Seven different days no. in a row. She, she goes, oh, Lord Jesus Oh, God. Oh, that sounds terrible. It's like she immediately, it's as if she broke her toe. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Tim, Christina broke her toe. <laughs> Mom is like, she's oh, funny because she's Lord. like either all in faith it or was on my all birthday. in sympathizing with you. It was on, it was on your birthday? Was it? Jeez. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um... Remember, I was like, "What do you? Why don't we go around and do like what we're praying for?" You know what I'm praying for? <laughs> Max is here. But he yep. said it like what? perfectly when you asked your question. Is for God to expand my prayer language. Yeah, because I don't have a lot of words. And then Heidi was like, "Ooh, I that's a, video. a good one." Remember I the Sid Roth that we watched when we were fasting? I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna send it to you. Are you talking about the Sid Roth where he said to pray fast? Yeah. Oh, okay. But not. I wasn't <clears> going to tell her about that. I was going to tell her about the person that um, only had a few words, and then he went to the wall. That was I Perry only Stone. have that. And and by the way, the reason I mention it is because first of all, and this is what I told you, I'm bilingual. Mm-hmm. Well, trilingual, <laughs> if you include tongues. But like, I'm bilingual, so I know two full languages. Right. And I mean, mostly English is and, my first, and self-taught. Yeah. And learned it in the streets, but it's, baby. It's a different. Right. But I'm saying like language comes easy to me. So it is like a sticking point to me that I don't have this robust language because Heidi does. You do. Dad. You're listening to dad. He's got like a full thing going on. And mom, too. So I have two. You have two. Well, mom does, too. She has divers tongues. And then she well, has... Well, diverse is when you speak in a different language, what? like earthly language. Oh. And people understand it. Well, then I misunderstand what but diverse is. Mom, mom's, got, mom's got her personal prayer language, and then she's got a prophetic tongue. Yeah. Which is what I have. How can you hear the... How do you know the difference? Mine sounds different. Mm. Because here's the thing, too. I've delivered a message in tongues. And I don't know what it sounded like, but if it all sounded the same, like I was saying the same word over and over... And that would make sense to me. So th- that's a different tongue anyway from what your prayer language would be. Well, it's just strange. It's not. So that's why people sometimes struggle to pray through in the Holy Ghost is because they, mm-hmm. they think about it. Yeah. And I'm absolutely against people saying, now shut your mind off 
go blank and don't think at all. Because Trust me, if I could do that, my I mind doesn't have. work like that. Yeah, I don't think really anybody's. And does. then, well, I for forty years I've heard I think people it's their way of do saying, that. Don't overthink it. Right. Yeah. But to somebody that's never experienced it, that is somewhat intellectual, they're like, "You're asking me to be stupid." <laughs> you don't like that. Doesn't make sense. But we do have to get our carnal mind out of the way mm-hmm. because. It takes a full surrender in that area. Yeah. And most of us in in normal conversation are already thinking about what we're going to say before the other person finishes what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are listening to like what I just did. I'm listening to respond. Mm-hmm. Right. And not listening to hear. Yeah. So when, when it comes to that gift um, and surrendering to the Lord and letting him give you utterance it it doesn't come from your head it comes from your belly yep yeah so the seat of the emotions before they made it the heart was the the bowel like the the gastro so when you allow it to come from the bottom up right and then and then the rivers of living water come so when when i go into a prophetic tongue mm-hmm. I can hear the difference and then I can feel mm. the difference so if we're praying over somebody yeah and I'm praying a prayer of agreement mm-hmm. I'll pray in my prayer language and then I'll agree in English a lot you know I'll listen to what you or Heidi or pastor saying over somebody and I'll say yes mm-hmm. I agree Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Do it, Lord. And I'll agree. And then I'll pray in my prayer language. When an authority kicks in of God, I can hear it change. Because mm-hmm. it's a totally different dialect. doesn't even sound the same. And it's a, a stammering tongue. Which See, I feel like that's I'm what always mom gets. stammering. Mom gets a stammering tongue when she gets prophetic. Where it's... It's got a rhythm to it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. See, I don't feel like I have that going on. You know what? There's So you think I need to relinquish control? Relinquish control, um, but you want to be faithful with what you have. Yeah. So pray. So when I got added, like when God added to my prayer language. Mm -hmm, To your vocabulary. I was trying to pray like every day. Mm Mm-hmm. And I still struggle there. Yeah. Like, I pray every day in English. I had the biggest block with speaking in tongues for the longest time. And then I finally had my breakthrough. And since that moment, though, I have, like, I have, I did such a 180 where I'm not kidding. I think I pray more in tongues than I do in English. Yeah. Like I almost have to force myself to you pray have, in English because I just want to speak that all the time. Like you have more authority when you're praying in your prayer language. And when God the power of God hits Heidi, ever since that was it with Jake Jason Cattell where you had like the electricity? Mm-hmm. Like Landon and I were watching when Kilpatrick prayed over you. Like the voltage going through your body you get zapped. and it was in a rhythm too really again and i'm over here 
and you want to get shocked. My that. eyes wide open, thinking the whole time. Interesting. <laughs> so, what are you praying about? Yours would probably like. I want to see this boy go down. Me too. Yeah, like he's praying for a slain in the spirit moment. Have you ever been? No. Really? I've had some real knockouts pray for me too. Yeah. But it's not that I don't want to. And it's not that I'm like a control freak. Yeah. I I want it. I've gone down and not realized it. Really? Have you? (laughs) Yes. So we just (laughs) talked about Wyatt Clumper. We had a... We used to do youth. Shout out Me and Joe used to be youth group leaders. Youth pastors. Um, And we had a night where God just showed up and just wrecked every single person that Mm. was in that room. And it was probably like what? Like maybe six, seven teenagers. There's more than that, wasn't there? There I don't know. Maybe 10. Maybe 10 teenagers. Yeah. And then me and Joe... And these kids got hit with the. It was a. It was a, a an awakening. Yeah. A spiritual awakening. They. It wasn't revival because they've never experienced right. like the fullness of a relationship with Christ at that point. Yeah. Um, they were really digging in, and we were we were teaching them nothing but straight scripture. Right. We weren't doing the pizza party. We weren't doing the. This is our idea on how to make the gospel more entertaining. M- well, oh, more yeah. entertaining we about this or recently, more, right? Um, With the glory. We, we weren't trying to make it so they could like grasp it easier, yeah. you know, it was just, this is truth. This is what Jesus did. Some of the young men in there started like they wanted to, um, take a Nazarite vow and start fasting water only and grow their hair out. And yeah. Like it was good though. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, good. Yeah. You're doing drugs. Now all of a sudden you're not doing drugs for a couple of weeks and you're like, I want what John the Baptist had and what yeah. Jesus had. Mm-hmm. But that night in particular, every one of those kids got hit with speaking in tongues. Yeah. Like that fire, that upper room experience. It was the first, first, they had all had like an experience. It was the first night where they all got bold. Like they stepped out and then God was like, all right, here's boldness. So they were praying in tongues out loud in front of each other. And loud, like loudly. So that when you asked, have I ever got slain without knowing it? Yeah. I were the leaders, were the youth group leaders. Yeah. So I went over to these girls because I was gonna pray for. I don't even know what I was gonna do because everybody was just speaking in tongues. They really were like loud. Praying, they were praying <laughs> deliverance. So we. we I don't know up, what I thought I was gonna do. We ended up kind of. I think we all took like a direction, praying over the city. Um, people went into travail and intercession, and these kids did not know what that was. Hmm. So it happened to them. So they only knew what it was by the experience they had that night. It wasn't like they watched grandma do it for years. Right, right. Because then it it can be contrived if people are imitating sometimes. But I walked over to them and that's the last thing I remember. I didn't even get to the girls. She the, hit. the presence of God was so tangible in the room that I couldn't even get near their presence. That's why and I, was, I got laid out. Her head bounced so hard off of a pew. 
Really? Like hard wood. See, and so many people pray for that. That's the power of God, man. That that is that's the power of God where not one man can come in there thinking they know it all and that they're going to control mm-hmm. something. Yeah. That's that. That's what I pray for the church today. Yeah. That Hannah, God's power. Hannah and Kaya, Shut like up. we didn't know what we were going to do because they couldn't speak English. They couldn't. They they kept trying to like come back. Like they, they almost <laughs> that's looked happened worried. happened to a few people at and church. They would, they would laugh and sob when they'd try and talk because they'd go to talk and it would come out in tongues. Do you want to know what's crazy? These are these, these are these experiences. These are these encounters. Mm -hmm. We just talked about encounters and can they change you? These are these experiences and encounters that you know. I don't care if you're not living for God right now. These, if any of these kids are are listening and they're not living for God right now, that had those experiences with us in that youth group, they will return to Jesus because that encounter is still within them. Yeah, they know that God is real. They know that these signs are for today. So the people that think like tongues talking is of the past and we shouldn't be doing it today. We were able to witness like 15 year olds encountering the power of God, not the, for sure. The thing that probably wounded me out of that whole situation mm-hmm. was after that happened, I think the worst thing we did was shared it with some of the parents. Mm. The parents became a tool of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And we seen an upheaval in in the parents, yeah, over what was going on in that youth group, and it it got weird quick. And there was there was people that came to me later, and they they were like, you know, I think we were kind of jealous. Can we hit that for a second? Yeah, if you have a child that has an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. that radically changes them and they want to make some drastic changes after that happens, whether it be fasting or whether it be something that we think might be crazy, support it. Mm-hmm. Because that could be that moment for that child to either go on fire and the Lord to just take them exactly where they need to go or it could be that moment where you quench that fire on that child and they go the opposite direction. Can you imagine standing accountable for that one day? Rodney Howard Oof. Brown, man. He he I heard him talking one night about missions trips and he said when you go on a missions trip, you're you're to go into all nations, mm-hmm. lay hands on the sick and they'll recover, mm-hmm. cast out devils, prophesy and share glad tidings and good news, right? Yeah. So biblically, when we go in, we're not building houses, we're not digging wells, and we're not painting fences. That's what the United States Peace Corps does. Yeah. That's peace work. Yeah. So he said every time somebody comes to me and says, Pastor, my my kid, we just got back on a mission trip, and he says, how many devils he cast out? Well, none. Mm. Well, what'd you do? Well, we put up these fences and we painted them and we handed out Bibles. And he's like, that's not, you're not, you're not an evangelist. You're not a missionary doing that. You're doing peace work. And he said, the, the one thing that happens often is people would come to him and say, you know, you guys put this out for this missions trip 
and our son wants to go, but you guys are going to Africa and there's a civil war going there and it's not a safe place to take children. And Johnny's going to be a doctor someday and he's a straight A student and da da da. And we just can't risk his life. And he said, if that kid comes to you and is being called into that place, mm-hmm. the same God that's calling him is going to protect him. Yeah. And now you've intervened and yeah. you've said that that God that's calling you doesn't have provision for that, that call. Yeah. Like right. he can't protect you there. Yeah. So you can't go, honey, stay back. We'll send you to summer camp. Maybe you'll make out with some chicks there. You know, that's the mentality right. of the Western church. And, and we're, we're like, oh, why is there so many more women in, in our church services than men? And why don't men want to come? We got to quit putting fires out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when these guys get on fire young, we need to like. Fan it. Yeah. We need to pour into that opportunity. Yeah. Put gas on it. Give them yeah. an opportunity to speak. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says, do not let them despise you because it's, of your youth. It's funny that you say that. So we, we were at a funeral a couple week or last weekend or a couple weekends ago and a gentleman was talking to me and he was talking about a, a young lady that's mm-hmm. in that church and she's only 13 I think maybe maybe 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and I saw a little clip of her on one of their one of their videos and I said she's anointed you can if you can feel the anointing from a child on a video yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like live. Was it Heidi and Devin's daughter? Yes, it yes. was. <laughs> uh, praise God. Yes. I seen that same clip and I said, wow, there, there is a fire starter right there. Yeah. Okay. So when, when this gentleman was talking to me and was talking about how anointed and God's going to do major things in this girl's life, I said, you bet. I agree. Absolutely. But you know what? If she has that fire right now, she needs to be speaking at the youth groups. Yep. Yeah. Like you put her on that pulpit and have her speak because that right there is that fire that if it's fanned at mm-hmm. that young age, she's never going to get put out. Yeah. yeah. And she'll have reach there. Um, those that are in um, communion with her and in, in, yeah. in that youth group, they're going to catch it. Yeah. So I want more language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joe wants to get knocked out. Oh, that's how that started. Whoo, did we rabbit trail there? You're a worship leader. Yeah, I know. So what I was saying <laughs> was a lot of the times, because so much tongues come out rather than English lately, that I can barely even sing in English anymore mm-hmm. because I sing in my prayer language. Maybe you should try that. Yeah. You don't I al- to- yeah. Do you know what I almost did? Psalmist. I have. Mm. I almost did that to you. Oh, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. yeah. No, I, I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah. But do it alone. Yeah. Do it. Do it when it feels like it's not the right. Time. Do you know it's harder for me to do it alone? Yeah. Mm. yeah that, oh, that's, yeah. It's harder for me to do stuff alone. I don't even laugh out loud at the TV if something's funny alone. There's really? a lot of, feel weird. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of people that struggle to have. Somebody once said it. Why? What are you afraid of? That you won't be able to stop? Like, <laughs> yeah, I laugh by myself all the time. I know you do. Your dad, when when he had to do physical therapy, the man was an active athlete, physical man his whole life. Yeah. And when they were like, hey, take these rubber bands and stretch them above your head. I walked in one day and they were laying there and I said, are you doing your exercises? And he goes, God, no, I'm not doing that. And I said, what do you mean? That's embarrassing. Mm. I said, you're the only one here. Yeah. 
I'm like, that's to get you well, to get your mobility back. And he said, I've done this, this, and this in my life. I'll be darned if I'm going to sit here like a moron with a couple rubber bands stretching above my head. Do you know what's so funny? And I, I totally relate to that. But I also think that like, God has to work on people, especially when they're called into the music ministry or any sort of performance, because for some reason, the flesh finds it easier to like sing, perform, in a whatever setting. I, I am more comfortable in front of 500 people than I'm in front of an audience of one or a mirror alone. And he's always my audience of one. Yeah. And this is the thing. Yeah. He came to seek and save that, which is lost. Mm -hmm. The loss of the intentional punctual relationship with Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah. So it was private. It was a, a lone walk with him in the garden talking about their day. Mm -hmm. So many of us are comfortable in a corporate yeah. relationship with Christ. Right. And then we get home yeah. and God says, shout over this problem in yeah. your car alone. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, mm, you almost physically can't, can't do it have, right here. Have you, have oh, you shouted? Have. have you shouted it in the took car? So much work. I'm trying to think if I've had a reason to. Every reason's a reason to. Any time you need walls to fall, think about Jericho, you need to make a mighty sound. So when you lift up your voice and you grab the attention of heaven and you start to shout We've literally over done it that. at church and recently yeah. we did like yeah. a battle cry, right? Yeah. So now you and do it at home alone. Yeah. It's crazy though because even when you're in your car by yourself, you feel stupid. I and feel like I physically can't get it to happen. Yeah. Like, I got to rally. Yeah. It takes me a while. <laughs> like, I got to get pumped I, up. I, I got to, like, warm up. Yeah. The enemy, Satan, the devil, he works on our flesh, right? Yeah. And after he's got you conditioned to have self-doubt, uh, low self-esteem, no confidence... He walks away and you're still walking under that anointing. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden you're like, I need to have the confidence to lift up God's name. It's so funny. It's easy in a corporate setting, but alone it's not as easy. So like when I have to pray, I've been, I've been taking communion alone. <laughs> that, yes. Okay. You just talked about this. And I was like, that's wild because I, it wouldn't even occur to me. I eat alone. So why wouldn't it occur to me to do that? I'm, I'm alone a lot, actually, because I work from home and Carlos works not at home. So all day long. And I literally just talked to my boss today and I was like, it's noon and this is the first I've spoken. Yeah. Mm. Aloud. Today was my ninth day in communion. And yesterday was okay. I, I did it getting ready for church. Um, I felt less spiritual yesterday than I did today. Isn't that funny? I feel um, like every time I do something like that, I feel further from God than ever. Yeah. But today, but... when I was praying today, mm -hmm. um, I had to call Heidi downstairs to come take communion with me. And when I started to talk about the 39 lashes, yeah, I could feel over my body like a washing of the word really mm. could you feel it no so it was just intimacy between me and god 
but that's that's what he's working on in my life right now. I just felt like one of the apostles. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> you think you're close with him? But this is the thing. Is is no? But it was like a like it pricked a little jealousy. Jealousy a little bit. There's there's uh, an awakening that's happening. Like I'm not just doing communion because just because the Bible says do this even more as the day draws near. Mm-hmm. Like he put a call on me to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. Like you don't just wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to take communion every day by myself for the next seven days. Because when you, when it, it, as soon as you said that, the, I know it's not about this specifically, but like the verse that's like, God hates vain repetitions. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're repeating and repeatedly doing something in vain, yeah, like your heart isn't in it. You're not called to do it. You're just going through the motions. That's, Mm -hmm. he hates that type of thing. I'm being very careful with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not saying the same thing every day. Yeah. And then he's helped me with it. Cause like I got distracted two days last week mm-hmm. and then ended up leaving the house in a rush and all of a sudden was like devastated. Oh. Like, Oh no. Like did I you go back or did you have communion brought to you by quick trip? Quick trip. Yeah. So one day I took it with Italian zesty, spicy Gardettos. Totally fine. In a cran apple juice, and another day I took it with um, <laughs> Keebler crackers with cheese, and I think it was uh, cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. So, and there's like like the religious people are like, oh, that is sacrilegious to be able to do that, and no more sacrilegious exactly. than using fermented wine. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Enjoy yeah. my Catholic I felt brothers the and heat sisters. on my face. <laughs> Do you want to know what's funny about fermented wine? So <laughs> there's when, very little that's actually funny. When yeah. like Joe and me come from alcohol yeah. deliverance, right? Yeah. So like we're we have like high radar mm-hmm. uh, for they anything. Sniff it first. <laughs> that, yes. So we are at that church mm-hmm. that we mentioned when they did communion, like. You know, I grew a lot because I didn't understand like the relationship piece of Jesus. When I was like 14 years old, I went to Virginia and I stayed with my brother mm-hmm. and they, his wife at the time was Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so we went to a Catholic service um, and they did communion and I went in the bathroom and spit it out. Because I thought, like, I can't take this when I'm at this church. Like, that's mm. what I thought when I was 14 years old. Yeah. Now I know better. That so, might have been from God, though, too. You know? Yeah. And so this time, you know, we're, we're both very, like, we got you, Jesus. Like, you got us. And so we go up and we get communion. And we both sit down. We don't even look at each other, but we both did a sniff. A sniff test. <laughs> of the communion. And then when we both sniffed, we like looked at each other and I just started laughing because we both like immediately went to that. Mm-hmm. Well, and he had talked about his ability yeah. to do drink yeah. before that. So um, I didn't know if you, did you ever say your thing? What I've been praying for? Yeah. I didn't say mine. You I, guys said I did I say yours get, for you. Projected on yeah. That's not what I've been praying for. <laughs> what have you been praying for? I've actually been praying for um, God's Me? grace and mercy because there's things in our ministry that we've not done, mm. and He brings it to my mind every, every day. day. Mm. And it's not even just a like a matter of disobedience. It's um, 
it's it's more of a um almost like a block no like well, a, like you can't move forward until this is yeah done. i don't know where to where to even start yeah like there's so much there and usually i feel i can hear from god pretty good mm-hmm. and it's like where do i jump into this how do i move forward like you're struggling with execution how do i not screw this up mm-hmm. well you don't have to worry about that and then i've already done some things out of the order that the original vision was so it's like i think that has to do with some of the block is like if i would have done certain things first um it would have it would have made a smoother transition. So now God's like, I'm going to see what you're going to do with this. I saw something the other day that somebody said, if God calls you to do something and you feel like I don't, all I know how to do is crawl. Like, I don't know how to do that. They were like, then start crawling. Yeah. And I did, I did start Mm -hmm. doing some stuff. Um, And it's not like we're not doing ministry stuff. That's, that's the thing too. It's, it, it doesn't, Ministry is very robust, and I, if people that aren't necessarily in it don't necessarily understand how multifaceted most ministries are. And so you can be like working on and thriving in one area, mm-hmm. but you know in the back of your mind that God's already called you to do these five other things. Mm-hmm. And so those things weigh on somebody in ministry. By the way, it's October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Yeah. So appreciate your, appreciate your pastors because they're going through this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a constant juggling of a million things. Yeah. yeah. And the, the call is without repentance and all of them that weighs very heavily on them. Yeah. And so you don't want to be outside of God's call and outside of his grace and mercy on your life. Yeah. And that does weigh heavily on you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. like, but you know, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm-hmm. And he didn't call you to a place of feeling inept or that you're constantly outside of his grace and favor. He's placed that upon you. And he's he's guiding your steps, however slowly. And if I think sometimes we get frustrated with ourselves more than he gets frustrated with us. Yeah, and he's he's continued to bless us. Yeah through all this Mm -hmm. and we we've had quite a bit of spiritual warfare and yeah i'm not talking about us just mismanaging our our yeah no when you say he still blessed us like i immediately thought are we still getting are we getting blessed yes but i feel like he's like you could have so much more Oh yeah. Like you're blessed right now, but you don't really just know what you're see. missing here. Well, and and the way that. I know that is he keeps putting people in that are a part of all this mm-hmm. that are still moving forward because they've taken the right steps in the right time. And But th- that's their timeline too. Right. Yeah. But he so mm-hmm. God give me this. God give me that. God give me wealth and all of a sudden he puts five wealthy people in your midst. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, how undeserving are they? Why do they have this? Why, why, Lord, I've been praying for that. And he's like, you can't be or do something you have not seen. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm giving you five examples and their hearts are prepared where they'll give you advice. Yeah. You know, so it's like all of a sudden 
Like I'm sitting with the Imagine. head of creative writing for yeah. the local university and he's right. like, you need to write a book. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, you're like the fifth person yeah. that God's used to tell me that and you're not even a Christian. Yeah. You know, and it's like. Pretty soon you're going to get Bernie Bush. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock is going to open up and be like, yeah. write a book. <laughs> but we, you know, there's different things you've, like You've that. been working on a book though. Yeah. Yeah. Max is just smirking. Yeah. He needs to write his own book. Yeah. Yeah. He's got quite a story. Yeah. God plucked this him is my testimony. right out of the fiery flames right along with his parents. Yeah. Because there's his life could be very different. Your mm -hmm. life could be very different. And he can see what his life could be or could have been yes. in other people whose parents did not yes. go running yeah. towards Christ. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got a heck of a testimony. Joe's been talking a lot about mercy and grace. I may or may not um, have prayed for somebody last night and accidentally said... Uh, mercy and mace. I said mercy and gracie. <laughs> How do you keep it together? When uh, you hear good. it... I couldn't hear it. When you hear it... And you're just like, Jesus, <laughs> help me. Because this person knows. I just said, Lord, just give just give her mercy and gracie <laughs> during this time. She's like, did she just say gravy? <laughs> did she just speak mercy over me and gravy? It's so That's stupid. So funny. I, I, I no, love I, it when people say stuff like that. I know that God often... Um, he intervenes Always. in people's hearing in those ways. Oh, you when think so? Dave, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When nice. Dave Holmberg. Sometimes I think he know. wipes people. You know how men in black, like, they would wipe people's <laughs> memories? Mm -hmm. I think God does that. Especially when somebody speaks something rotten or off yeah, the word. Something unsound. Yeah. He will wipe it from people's. I, I trust fully yeah. that God does that. Thank you, Lord. I like that. When, when I would run into, like, David Holmbeck or Shout out. Jimmy Gale mm -hmm. when I was drunk. Then when I went back and talked to them about my testimony, and I was like, man, you guys would run into me and I'd be drunk and you guys never said anything. Neither one ever smelled it. I always smelled like booze. That's nice. That so God, God does that. protected them so they would speak into what I was to be because mm. they would always call me man of God. Mm. So let me ask you this. Hmm. What about the ones that can smell it? Are they sent there to do to sow a different seed? Probably. And for God to show his faithfulness. Because we have Now that. they can see how he was brought you'll, out you'll of it. You'll know, you know because of what follows, the fruit that follows them. Mm -hmm. If they have an opinion other than what God called that person to be, mm -hmm. and they're not in a, a a place of corrective discernment where God's going to use them to bring that person out of that, of that, um, bondage, then they're probably off. Cause I, I like thinking about that. So, cause there have been, I lean just in my, uh, human nature to build. I like to build people up. That's just like automatically what I go to. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look at what you're doing wrong. I'm just going to keep telling you what you're doing right. And yep. I'm going to build you up and I'm going to build you up. And I just, I go off of that. And so for like ministry, that's easy for me to do because that's how I operate 
normally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to be like, you got this. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, it's going to be okay. Just keep pressing forward. And, but then there's times where I get something where I do say, like, you're acting like this right now. And that's not right. right. And, like, you got to fix it. Mm-hmm. And you got to change. It depends on if you're in love. If you're saying it in love because you want them to do well. Yeah. Yes. But if you're saying it because you know you're right and you want to be right, you're wrong. Correct. So when I have to bring like a corrective word, so God allows me to see things all the time. Yeah, he does. And it, it gets almost irritating sometimes for people around me because it's like, oh, this is going on and it's so good. And I'm like, yeah, but they're they're doing this right now. Yeah. Do you know? Like God showed me they're doing this. Yeah. I've literally asked God to like guard me from things because if I know I'm not going to be able to yeah get close to or minister to somebody in the same way. Yeah. So like I've literally said like, take this out of my memory, block this. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want that. I think, I think he does it more than we know Mm -hmm. because you've literally walked up to people on the street and like prayed for them. And because of alcohol, for example, being a pain point, yeah, would you be able to love on that person in the same way that immediately if you could sm- if they're blowing booze in, in your face? Do you know what I mean? Right. Or would that be a stumbling block for you mm-hmm. because it it can immediately bring back those thoughts or feelings of pain and hurt and trauma? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, I do struggle there because I used to always try and minister to people under the influence but yeah. god's shown me that the enemy will come into the presence of god yeah uh in in job satan came in with the angels mm-hmm. and god said where did you come from so when when you look at some of these deliverance ministries that now are putting out things because of certain people they worked with were working under witchcraft Right. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden people are like, well, how did they're doing deliverance? How did they not know that? Mm. Because their radar wasn't for that. Their radar was not to catch people working with them doing wrong. Mm. Their radar was to see people that were in bondage free. Come Mm -hmm. on. That's good. So they they can't really be faulted there. Yes. Right. Because there are people like in ministry. There's wolves. Where I'm like, how are these people not seeing this? Yeah. And it's just because they're not, God's not build them to see that right now. God right. built them for a very specific thing to bring mm-hmm. to the people that need to have these things brought. The That's worst, so good. The worst part about when something like that blows up is people feel responsible. Mm. And we, sometimes we do have responsibilities for certain things, but there's a lot of things that we can't. I'm not responsible for you if you don't get healed when I prayed for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You're called to obedience. I, I can't it. force the hand of God. Right. Right. And he might have his reasons or my faith might not be there. So maybe I have to go through something and see something not happen for me to get serious about my fasting and prayer time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's so many things God could be doing. Either way, he's going to take care of the lost. Yeah. He's got a plan for them. He's got ministers that he's going to thrust out into that harvest. Yeah. So there's there's opportunity all the time where the enemy sneaks in. There are times that he does reveal it to you. And he wants to see what you're going to do with it. There's sometimes where 
he gives you authority, but then you have to be full of the word because you got to know what the word says. Mm -hmm. You have to go there with witnesses that don't have anything to gainsay nor resist, nothing to win or lose by, by confronting somebody. And they go in love and they're like, hey, if you don't stop this behavior, it's going to result in death because the wages of sin are death. And yeah. right now you're, you're, you're in a particular sin. And, and the Bible says that if they don't receive that and change from it, then you disassociate from them. Yeah. Well, nobody wants to go around kicking people out of churches. Yeah. You know, so that's a that's a hard ministry to be in. And where's the line too? Yeah. It's got to be God led. Yeah, you, there's you, some people that are trigger happy. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and more often than not, that be the case. Yeah. You know, we we see people all the time that um, they they have opinions, even about pastor. Like, oh man, they're spending so much time on this and that, and uh, all this stuff they're doing over here. They're spending money on that, and the the poor. And mind like, your own calling. Mind <laughs> your yeah. own beeswax, man. And I'm like thinking, you know what? As mm -hmm. I was in there on Tuesday cleaning the carpet and they were having a prayer meeting over you and this person and the rest of the congregation. Yeah. And they were praying for anointing on the body. Yeah. Um, I'm behind closed doors with a lot of these people. And... I never hear them say, oh, so-and-so in my church is a real headbanger, man. Like, they just keep hitting that wall, and we don't know what to do to get them right. They never say that. Yeah. They might think it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm but, kidding. But they always, most, the majority of these people always have, Honestly, they, they have so much going on. You see all these memes yeah. right now where it's like, uh, a rich person will ne never tell you it's a dumb idea to start a business and they'll never come down on you for something you're trying. Yeah, somebody that's ahead of you in life is not going to turn around and criticize you. Right. They're too busy. It's funny that you say this and we just talked about God shielding you because there have been times where like you and I look at our parents who are pastors and think, hello, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And it's like God has put a supernatural... <laughs> I don't understand it sometimes. Love yeah. for people. Yeah. And I like mean, unconditional. And I've looked at Joe and been like, I don't think I could ever do that. Yep. And I look at you and I'm like, I cannot bear to see them hurt again. Yeah. They just keep going. Yeah. That there, that is supernatural. Yeah. Like God put that in them. Yes. It's a, res it's a supernatural resiliency to continue and they put him first mm -hmm. and therefore it's it it almost looks at times though i know it it's taxing but they make it look at times like it's the easiest decision they've ever made they yeah. they have a shepherd's heart though yeah they do yeah like me i i have a so grandpa had an apostolic call yeah and i've always had that where where i walk in Different you're, giftings. You're like a crusader. The jack of all trades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When it comes to the fivefold. So being able to pop around in those mm -hmm. in those arenas. And I would love to see multiple churches planted. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to see yeah. a continuation of our faith yeah. in Jesus Christ in our children and grandchildren for the next several hundred years a generational faith that's the amazing part about the calling though yeah because he gave tim and lynette pastors tim and lynette their calling 
to be that specific way. But if you've noticed it, you and Joe are very different. So he's given that you guys... That was necessary to foster exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. He's given you guys your very specific things because that's what's needed for you yeah. in order to... Like theirs was needed for your generation and what God has put in you mm -hmm. ha is needed for your son's generation. Mm -hmm. And it's just yeah. going to keep continuing. And Max's will be different. Absolutely. And Max is already different. Yeah. Like he... So already... Like the way Joe is in ministry and the way Max is in ministry is already very different. Mm -hmm. Maximus is very, it is black and white, period. Like he, there, and it's just very, he is a very specific, and you can see it already. He has a very specific He's calling been like the, his whole already. life. Already, yeah. yes. Yep. There's no gray area with this kid. No. And, but God specifically did that on purpose yeah. for what's going to be happening with his ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I can I can hang with the the witches and the face tattooed people yeah. and yeah. love them. Yep. Yeah. And want to see them free. Yep. Where there's a lot of Christians that they their skin crawls they can't. at the thought yeah. because the the Holy Spirit in them is grieved and then their processing of that. Mhm. Mm um, comes out in a in a physical social manner where mine is like, oh man, I'm grieving for this person because I know what they're. But it's easier is. for you to overlook. Yeah. It's well, it's not easier for me to overlook. It comes down to my experience in that moment of July thirteenth, two thousand nine. So being able to see what my eternity would look like. Mm -hmm has shifted how I look at individuals, which has given me, I don't overlook the sin and I don't avoid or ignore the sin, mm -hmm. but I know that some people can get into some pretty deep stuff and still be used by God. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.